Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, 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 welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. This is Doug. And this is Jamie. And uh, we are coming off part one of Lavinia Brown, Healing Your Inner Child. And this is going to be part two. And I got to tell you that this has all been very, very profound for me. I'm definitely on my own little journey of just, you know, I've now spent over a year dealing with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And, you know, I'm clearly far more vulnerable sharing my, uh, I don't know, my frogs and my scars and whatnot. Um, <laughs> Your frogs? I don't know, like my warts, I guess. Just, you know, but I don't care. I'm so not strong enough to put up like this defensive face where I'm just happy and whatnot. Like I really have been struggling and I'm just, I just am so over it. Like I want to feel better for myself, for my kids, for my husband. And so anyways, I've been reaching out to people who I feel like can somewhat help me. And then if any of you guys who are listening, if you're struggling with it as well, then I just want to share it so that instead of trying to reinvent the wheel over and over again, maybe we could just share our experiences and come together and then all heal together. So while that sounds a little bit like kumbaya, I think it sounds amazing. No, I, I definitely take notice and just know that it, it doesn't go unnoticed, the work that you're putting in and the care and attention that you have. And you know, it's really hard. I don't want to say it's hard for me, but it's really hard to watch just you being so frustrated and overwhelmed and trying to figure out everything that I could do possible to take that away. And it's, Well, that's the know, thing is that it really doesn't come down to your partner or somebody else taking it away. It comes down to them supporting you and loving you regardless, but it's really a personal thing and I know that. And so that's why, you know, of course I have my own therapist and I'm taking medicine. Well, hopefully you also know that I love you regardless well, and you. always have. I love you and, regardless. Yeah. Even when you're a monster, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I found this article on people that I just found so inspiring, and I wanted to share it with you just in case maybe you're here because you're also looking for some inspiration. And so essentially, it's like this sweet girl, her name's Paige Hunter, and in 2018, she was 21 years old. She was going through some really, really rough times. She went out on the edge of a bridge in England and was about to jump when two strangers came up to her, and they told her, you're worth so much more than this. And she said that those words changed her life, and the next day, she wrote this the same words and stuck it to the bridge. And since then, she has helped decorate the bridge with over a thousand signs. So the thing about, I don't know, suicide is that I never really understood it. I never understood how anybody could possibly want to end their life when there's so much to live for. But that's the thing about mental illness and like just depression and anxiety is that unless you're at that point of 
darkness yourself, you don't get it. And so then it's very easy to call that person selfish for leaving their family and all the things behind. You know, you can be quick to judge them and think that they're weak, but that's because you've never experienced that level of darkness. And it's wild to think that I've thought of that myself, but I love, love, love this story with Paige and the fact that she found those words so healing from complete strangers and they touched her enough. And, you know, I don't know that she's saved others, but it sounds like maybe she has. And just the fact that she took that and then she's working for, I feel like if you listening, if you've ever been to that level of darkness, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's like, you know, you pray to God, no one ever gets there, but you do find some hope from others who have been there and survived it. So anyways, I just thought I'd share that story with you. The truth of the matter is, is that sometimes it's a complete stranger who smiles at you and gives you a word of encouragement that turns your whole world around. And so, you know, that's twofold. You could be the complete stranger who smiles at someone who seems, you know, miserable and you don't even realize the profound impact that you can have on their lives. Or it could be you're the person who's in that level of darkness and you're seeking some sort of light, you know, and never doubt the impact that a complete stranger can have. But anyways. Which also brings us to a five-star review for this week. What's the five-star review, Doug? Well, I didn't read this one. Well, this one comes from Exhausted Mom in Georgia. Okay. Well, I get you, girl. Me too. <laughs> Who says, thank you. Wow. I am so grateful for the transparency and vulnerability that comes with each episode. I see so much of my husband and I and Jamie and Doug. Being a mommy or daddy is so hard. We are each pushed to the breaking point every day, and it's so hard to feel the support we each need so much. Thank you for helping me see that we are not alone in this. You're doing an incredible job, as is evident by your beautiful babies. Keep putting one foot in front of the other and know that we are rooting for each of you. Love, Exhausted Mom in Georgia. Aw, I'm right there with you. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Um, this week is part two of your interview with Lavinia Brown. Yeah, and this week is great. So if you listen to part one, then you know that she's all about healing your inner child. And I found that really interesting considering, you know, I grew up with some different issues as a child and whatnot. And so I started to think maybe that's part of my issue with depression and anxiety is potentially like just never healing some trauma that I had as a child. And so I really was like interested if she would share just what does she even mean by healing your inner child and like how the heck do you do it? Because if I could do that and feel better, then I'm game. And so part two is really about the actual tips of how do you heal your inner child. So she talks about, you know, a lot of different ways of holding space and connecting with your inner child. And it's a process because obviously your inner child doesn't want to open up. It's a sense of vulnerability to go there. And Lavinia even goes into using a teddy bear. Yeah, which, you know, I think you could look at that and kind of be like, what the heck is going on here? But I think, you know, when you're at your breaking point, you're willing to do anything and I'm kind of there. So I'm about to go get my kid's teddy bear. No, <laughs> uh, no but in all seriousness, I told you guys on part one that I was going to share a little bit more about how I felt with these interviews with Lavinia. And I am still going to share that, but I wanted to give you the chance to just listen to the interview and, you know, have your own thoughts from it before I share mine because I don't want to 
I don't know, sway you in one way or the other with my own opinion. And so without further ado, I think we should go ahead and just bring Lavinia on. Well, actually, before we do that, I have got to tell you about our sponsors this week. I love working with them. So if you've listened to the podcast much, you probably heard us talk about Ana Luisa Jewelry. And if not, you are in for a real treat because we absolutely love Ana Luisa Jewelry. And just FYI, right now they're offering 10% off all of their jewelry at analuisa.com slash hot marriage if you use the code hot marriage. Yeah. And I wanted to get something very special for Jamie for Mother's Day. And I went to Ana Luisa and so far for Mother's Day, I got her a beautiful layered necklace and there's actually three necklaces in one, which is really cool. Yeah. And for me, I just love that it doesn't tangle up because I always try to pair my necklaces, but they always get tangled up. And so anyways, I love that fact about it. But also I got these really cute huggy earrings that are perfect for literally any outfit, just leaving them in your ear. You don't have to like worry about, you know, changing them out. And uh, all of their pieces have exceptional quality. I mean, you can tell that it was made from care and not only that, but they offer a 365 day warranty on jewelry, which is fantastic. I mean, for their price point, you can't get a 365-day guarantee anyplace else. And so I just truly recommend checking out Ana Luisa Jewelry. It's starting at just $39. And there's actually these earrings, they're called Jessica, and they have these cute hearts that dangle down. And I just think that your sister would seriously love them. You think she would like those? Yeah, I think she'll definitely love them. And I love that Ana Luisa Jewelry is completely carbon neutral. They make all of their jewelry in super small batches. So there's not like this excess waste. And they come out with brand new collections every Friday. So definitely treat yourself and your loved ones. Go to analuisa.com backslash hot marriage and use the code hot marriage to get 10% off all jewelry. Yeah. So it's analuisa.com slash hot marriage and you'll get 10% off all jewelry. And I'm not an expert on jewelry, but I absolutely recommend this because it really is beautiful and Jamie looks good in it. And it's so affordable, to be honest. <laughs> That's like my thing. So yeah, it's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash hot marriage. And if you use the promo code hot marriage, you'll get 10% off your whole entire order. That's right. And transitioning to the kiddos, Love Every is one of my new favorite packs to get delivered and gift sets for both Henley and Hendrix. Yeah, every parent knows that it can be super challenging to find toys that are not only helping our children learn, but also that they can play with over and over again that keeps their attention. And that's the thing that I love about Love Every. Yeah, and honestly, as a stay-at-home dad, when you try to think of things to do with your kids, you want to make it educational. And when you go to loveevery.com, you can type in your child's date of birth and they'll actually recommend different play kits for you. So we got the Explorer kit that was delivered for Hendrix. Yeah, it came with this stainless steel tipping bowl that you can spin a ball around. And honestly, he's just obsessed with that ball. But it also has this ergonomic Montessori egg cup where you try to get the egg to balance in its base. And I just love, love, love that they also send a, you know, how I feel board book because it just helps them learn about their emotions. And I'm really trying, since I struggle so much myself with just mental health, I really want my kids to know that all feelings are okay. You know, they're all acceptable. And so we're trying our best to help them with that. Yeah, and you can feel confident because, you know, depending on your kid's age or stage, you can really match the exact learning stage that they're in and always have the right toys at the right time. New play kits are actually delivered every few months so they can grow with your kid. Yeah. I love that these play kits are actually designed by experts. So you really are helping your kid learn and grow while they're playing. And these toys are the kind that are made to last a long time. They're made with wood and stainless steel. And the great thing about it is if you're trying to be more hands-on with your kiddo, they come with like this guidebook 
book that helps you just figure out different ways to take these toys and play with them in like a range of different ways. You can literally take the guesswork out of all of your child's play by going with Love Every today. You can get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com backslash hot marriage. L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y.com slash hot marriage for free shipping. That's loveevery.com slash hot marriage. And if you hear a little clunkering around in the background, well, you know our floors are being done right now. So and, that's what that's about. And you know, we always have some sort of noise in the background. Yeah, it's true too. We just have kids, but this one is actually the floors are being done. But I wanted to let you guys know one last thing because I've been using native deodorant forever and obviously it's spring, summer's right around the corner. And the great thing about native is that they truly care about the products that you put on your body. So they stop the stink, but in the right way, because they don't add anything like aluminum. It's an aluminum free deodorant, but they also have more than just deodorant. They have body wash, they have toothpaste, and they have a brand new mineral-based sunscreen. And I absolutely am a big fan of using a broad-spectrum SPF 30 sunscreen for your face and your body. It's so important to protect your skin. I mean, especially for your kids, and they will thank you later. This is a lightweight, non-greasy sunscreen. It absorbs quickly, and you can choose between unscented or I really like the coconut and pineapple scent. And you smell really good in it. Thank you. Actually, all of the, you know, I, I smell your armpits all the time, and honestly, you smell great. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've had the worst BO since I had Hendrix. I've never smelled worse. And, and so, I've never smelt it. I, yeah, I'm I always like, no do you smell my BO? About. But the thing about it is that Native is awesome because I can just lather it on, and I'm not worried that I'm putting a ton of aluminum, you know, in my pits. And by the way, my all-time favorite scent, and I think that if you're not sure what scent to get, get the coconut and vanilla. You will love It's a very light fragrance. It just smells amazing. And you could even build your own personalized product bundles. Yeah. So they just released some of their classic scents and sensitive options and plastic free deodorant too. So I absolutely love that. They have so many different options. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native. Just go to nativedo.com backslash HMCP, or you can use the promo code HMCP at checkout to get 20% off your first order. Yeah, that's nativedeo.com slash HMCP, or you can just straight up use the promo code HMCP at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order. All right, now it's time to get to part two of the interview. And like I said, I'm going to share with you like all my honest thoughts at the end, but I want you to have like an unbiased opinion as you're listening. All righty, let's bring on Lavinia. So I'm just going to ask you something that we did prepare because I do like this question a lot. And it says, can you share some practical ways that we can reparent our inner child? Yeah, sure. So first of all, it's a process. It's not like you can just suddenly be best friends with your inner child. And for some people, it will take longer to connect with them than for others. What it is, in essence, is holding space for your inner child to feel whatever she needs to feel for as long as she needs to feel it. Because that's what she never got, right? Mm -hmm. She never had someone that held space for her feelings. So what that means is firstly, connecting to your inner child and letting her know that you're there. And this can be tricky because when people have had difficult childhoods, and I certainly did, your inner child will probably be used to being very self-reliant because that's what she's always had to be. So emotionally, she doesn't need anyone. She doesn't ask for help. She doesn't like receiving help. She's in her little ivory tower because that's what allows her to feel safe. So trust is a really big thing for her. So connecting to your inner child 
is sometimes tricky because she doesn't want to open up and she's going to be like, well, who are you? I've spent my whole life by myself. Why would I open up to you? I don't need anyone. So it's definitely a process of just showing up. The most important thing is being consistently there because again, that's probably not what you got as a child, someone who was there all the time, whatever you felt, however you behaved, someone that loved you unconditionally consistently. So we practice showing up for our inner child at least once a day. And I normally do it at nighttime because that's when there's the least amount of distractions around. And I often use a prop. So a really good way of connecting with your inner child is through something soft or something silky or something furry, you know, something that's really soothing. So I borrow my kids' teddies. <laughs> Mommy's just going to do some inner parenting. I'm going to take this one. Oh, you took that one last week. I know, but I like this one because it's got long ears. So thanks. So just borrow the teddy. I put it here on my shoulder. And just for me, because I used to have a lot of teddies when I was little, just having a teddy next to me immediately soothes me or soothes my inner child. Or some people used to have a silky that they stroke, whatever. Maybe it could be looking at a photo of yourself from when you're little just trying to remember what it felt like to be that age. And then it's just being there for her saying, I'm here. How are you? What's going on for you? And she might not respond for quite a while. And that's okay. And that's because she doesn't know who you are. She's not trusting you yet. She never felt safe. That's the whole point. So it can be a process and it's one that we ease into and we never push her. Another good tip actually is that it's much easier, I find, to be her and to imagine being soothed than to feel like it's another thing on your to-do list, you know, another chore. God, I'm feeling shit, and now I've got to go and parent my inner child. No, it's much easier to be the one that needs parenting than to try and be the one that's parenting. But, yeah, it's consistency. It's not pushing her. It's listening. All of the things that you would have loved to have had done when you were little. Again, personally, I imagine that someone's stroking my hair because I never had that done to me. So that always makes me feel calmer. But finding the language is also another process. I never had this role model to me. So I found it really difficult. I found it really clunky. It did not come naturally to me. Even saying I love you was like, oh, that feels weird. So it can be difficult and it's okay. And that's because you never experienced it. So of course it feels difficult. But you work it out just as you do as being a mum. You know, we've worked it out. So it's bit by bit, step by step, and gradually your inner child will open up and will trust you and will see that you're her ally. And then everything changes. It really does. And when you say everything changes, what do you mean by that? Like what happens, I guess, like physically, emotionally, mentally to the person once they finally are able to kind of, I guess, nurture their inner child? You'll see how much your inner child's been in control of your life. (laughs) that's the biggest thing that changes. And that's because that's the reactive part of you. She's the one that's frustrated, anxious, terrified, lonely, all of these feelings, that's her. That's not you. I mean, it's part of you, but it's not adult you. I always imagine as this like wise warrior woman that takes everything in her stride. She's not faced by anything. She's just cool with the world. She's connected Mm -hmm. to the earth. She's connected to her body. That's wise you. If you're not feeling that, then your child's in control, (laughs) basically. So that's what changes. Suddenly, you take everything in your stride. You don't care what other people think about you. 
You don't get irritated if someone calls you a nasty name. Nothing phases you because you're cool with yourself. You love yourself. It's only your inner child that reacts. So that's why everything changes because suddenly you're calm, you're happy, you're fulfilled. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a process. I'm no Mother Teresa yet myself. (laughs) But what it means is that when you know how to soothe your inner child, the minute you feel her kicking off, which she will, you know, every time that you're asked to step up in the world, say you're asked to give a presentation, it's like, oh my God, I've never been this visible. Your inner child will have a paddy. She'll be like, no, I can't do it. No, I'm scared. So that's okay. But you know how to connect with her. So you can soothe her in like one minute. She knows when she's reacted disproportionately. She says to her children, I'm sorry, I'm screwing up, but I'm trying my best. That's all a child needs. We didn't get that from our parents. And that makes the difference. We had to live with this confusion. What happened there? Was there an argument? Why is no one talking about it? Why is no one talking to me? Is she angry or is she happy? Why is she ignoring me? Why is she pretending everything's okay when I can feel everything's not okay? Why did I just get spanked? Why did I get hit? Mm-hmm. It was very, very confusing for us to be children. Yeah. And I can see how women, our mother's age, I mean, there really is this pedestal that you want to be the perfect mom and the perfect mom is always so praised. And the mom who gives the shirt off her back for her kids is like the best mom. And it's like the mom who nurses their kid the longest is the best mom. The mom who forfeits her career is the best mom. The mom who goes to work because she's a single mom is the best mom. And it's like the mom who just literally puts herself last is the best mom. But that's never going to be the best mom because obviously mentally and emotionally, she can't be thriving. And if she's not thriving mentally and emotionally, how on earth can she manage, you know, the mom life and anybody who's a mom knows exactly, even if you're not a mom, you still get it. Like it's just the mom life's hard in, in and of itself. And if you put yourself last, like the supposed perfect mom always does, then inevitably you can't possibly be quote unquote, the perfect mom, because you just aren't even able to care for yourself, let alone your kids. So I mean, this all makes such perfect sense. And I do understand why I guess maybe, you know, our moms did that or you know, some moms still do that because they're trying to be maybe this perfect mom. And rather than just recognizing that they're not perfect, they'll never be perfect. It's okay to apologize to your kids. It's okay to let them know that you got frustrated and shouted or that, you know, daddy and mommy got in a fight and the arguments happen in life. And that's just, it's going to happen. I know it doesn't feel comfortable. Let's have a group hug. You know, it's over now, whatever. Gosh, I would love to talk to you about how to make sure I'm nurturing my children now because this is their inner child. And so I'm like, oh God, I want to, and of course I'm not going to be perfect and I'll mess up and I'm fully aware of that. But like, man, I want to talk to you about how do you nurture your children while they are living their inner child? Do you have anything? Well, like that? Beautiful way to circle back to what we said at the beginning. You do your work and then you are parenting from the present. You're parenting from the person that you are. You're not parenting from the beliefs, judgments, patterns from your ancestral past. So if you clear your baggage, you are being the very best parent that you right now in your lifetime can be. If you haven't done the work, you are projecting all sorts of crap onto your kids. In a really stupid example, but just think back over your life Think of how many decisions you made about where you live, what kind of house you live in, where your kids go to school, what you eat, your career. Think how many decisions you made that were made, maybe even just in part, so that you'd get your parents' approval. 
And that's like something to think about. It's not necessarily something that's going to jump to mind straight away. But I know that I made a lot of decisions based on, I mean, my first career was as a wine specialist. My dad's an alcoholic. I only, it was like a couple of years ago, I was like, oh my God. And it doesn't mean that I didn't love wine. You know, I was passionate about it, but that was how I connected with him. It was the only thing I connected with him. So there are so many subtexts Mm. to the choices that we make, which is why, again, I'm saying, if we can be really clear about who we are, get rid of our need for the parent's approval, if we can do that, then we know that we're acting from our essence. And of course, we'll make mistakes from our essence, but they'll be our mistakes. And that is the best way to nurture your child because it's not passing on stuff. Mm. I mean, you only have to look at racism. Look how racist the generation before were. I'm not saying we don't have a huge amount of work to do. We do. But it was even worse in my parents' generation. Mm -hmm. And this stuff just gets passed on. Yeah, I mean, touching on the racist thing, I genuinely felt foolish because with the whole George Floyd thing, I had never experienced or witnessed racism. I didn't even necessarily believe that it happened to that extent in America still because I learned in school that, you know, the South isn't segregated anymore, like we're not racist anymore. And and then I saw this whole George Floyd thing happen right before my eyes and it had never been so publicized before the racism. So I never, I was never really exposed to it. I was just, A, felt foolish AF because I was like, clearly this has been happening all along and I really didn't recognize it. And then it's true, you know, not for nothing, but like my mom got pregnant with me unexpectedly and apparently my grandpa said, you know, he thought that I might be black and to abort me because, you know, my mom didn't know who my father was and he really wanted her to get an abortion because he didn't want to have a black kid in the family and whatnot. And so the fact that you mentioned that just makes me think that, of course, I wasn't ever exposed to it because my family, I think that they may have been racist. It sounds like it from what my mom says. So in any case, totally hear what you're saying with just on that level in and of itself. Um, I mean, this has just been such an interesting conversation and just so eye opening. So for anyone who's listening, who would like to be able to reach out to you, well, first of all, are you accepting new, you know, I don't know if you call patients, clients, new people to coach? Yes. And so I try and help as many people as I can. So yeah, this is such important stuff and it's deep stuff and it's needed because we are the custodians of the next generation. You know, I really believe it's our duty to do this work, you know, and you said, you know, maybe our parents were just trying to do their best. I think it's important also to recognize that maybe they weren't, you know, not all of them weren't. I know my parents weren't. And it's accepting that really painful truth that maybe they couldn't, but maybe they wouldn't, you know. That's so profound because I think I always say for my mom that I know she was just trying to do her best, but. You know, I think, again, this is back to this ball, right? We can have empathy and compassion for what way they went through. But where I have the disappointment and resentment is like, you didn't do the work. You left that to me. You could have done the work. You can still do the work now. And she's not doing the work now. She's choosing not to. And I refuse to make that choice for my children. That doesn't mean that I'm healed. Healing is a lifetime journey. But I'm doing the work every single day to try and be a little bit better than I was the day before. She's not. So that doesn't mean that I hate her. It means I hate her a bit. (laughs) I still love her because I'm still her daughter. And this is what I mean about mature acceptance. This work isn't for everyone. You have to be ready. You absolutely have to be ready and you have to be committed. 
But what I can guarantee is that on the other side of it is freedom and joy and happiness and spontaneity and creativity and all these amazing things that our children deserve from us and that we deserve to feel. You're not meant to spend your life suffering. We're not meant to suffer. And sometimes I feel like shaking people. You're not meant to be sad. Mm. And yes, antidepressants might help. Mm-hmm. They absolutely can help the symptoms, 100%. I would never say don't take medication. However, we have to be real. It's treating the symptoms. Yeah, It's not treating the root causes. So by all means, stick to whatever it is that helps you get through on a day-to-day basis. And that mm-hmm. might be alcohol. That might be exercise. Don't ever cut off a coping mechanism until you've replaced it with something because it's just going to leave you hanging. Yeah, And that coping mechanism is there because it's helping you to cope. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. So it's not about like, oh, I've got to go teetotal or I'm not going to take any drugs. If it's there to help you get through, do it. But you also need to look at the root causes. Yeah. Because if you heal the root causes, you will feel happy. I promise. And then you don't want as much alcohol or need as much. It's not a coping mechanism anymore. It's something that you enjoy from time to time. This is also very interesting to me. So yeah, if someone wanted to be able to reach out to you, where could they find you? I'm on Instagram at Lavinia Brown Coaching. And my website is LaviniaBrown.com. And I, of course, will add it all to the show notes for anybody listening. Of course, I'll have the links there because I know some of you are driving or working out as you're listening to this or pen and paper. But yeah, I'll definitely add that into the show notes like always. And Lavinia, thank you so much. I feel like your work is so profound. I can only imagine how rewarding it must be for you because when you start with someone who's so frazzled or hurt, really, and then you help them. And how long does it typically take? Just My program's three months. I won't do it for less because that's how long it takes to connect to you and a child to go deep for you to trust me enough to support you in this because this is deep stuff. So three months minimum, a lot of women go on and do six months, but absolutely by three months, you will be a different person, calm, happy, settled, emotionally resilient. You'll be different. That sounds amazing. You know what? If you're not, this has never happened to me, but I will give you your money back. Oh, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for taking your time out and for sharing this with us. And honestly, when I saw, you know, what you're doing as far as your work, I was like, sign her up. Like, I'm so excited to chat with her because like you said, everybody has an inner child that needs love really and acceptance and to be heard and to be seen like you were saying earlier. And if you're listening and maybe you're not able to dedicate three months, maybe just give her I also a have three online programs. I have three self-led programs. So if people don't have the funds or they don't have the time, then you can just download the one is finding freedom. You do it in your own time. You can do it in your pajamas. You can do it over and over and over again. You've got it for life, but that will teach you the three biggest tools. So, you know, I try and be there for as many people as I can. And I offer compassionate pricing. So I will always try and bend over backwards to be able to, support the women in the way that they can afford because honestly that's what I'm here to do yeah I feel so proud of you just talking to you but also I hope you're so proud of yourself I feel like I could talk to you all day but I'll let you go because it has been all day so uh (laughs) but thank you so much Lavinia and anybody listening you know like I said I'll put everything in the show notes and such a pleasure having you on the podcast thank you very very much for coming on thank you so much Jamie Okay, so I promise I'd share my honest thoughts with this interview. And I think that parts of it I really resonated with. And then other parts of it, I don't know. 
I don't want to feel bad for my inner child. I don't want to feel bad for the things that I've gone through. I don't want to pity myself. I feel like sometimes pityness only pulls out resentment. And she said something about maybe not having to forgive you know, anybody who wronged you, whether it's your parents or whoever. And for me, I really believe in forgiveness. I mean, clearly she's all about a different approach to handling your inner child and the different things that you've been through. I had wide open ears and I didn't want to discount anything that she said. And I still don't want to discount anything that she said, especially to you guys, because if it really resonates with you and it helps you feel better about you and how you move forward with your life, then that's really all that matters. And obviously there are different approaches for everything everybody. For sure. But for me personally, I want to like have empathy for my mom and the things that she went through. And I use that. And maybe this is just putting rose colored glasses on. I don't know, but I use that to help me forgive her. And then that makes me feel better. And so I try to think about like my mom's inner child. I try to think about, and then I think that like her inner child was never healed. And that's why she treated me in us kids the way that she did. And so I can't be mad at her per se. I should just be upset with that she was treated so poorly. Well, I don't like, know. It's like one of the quotes, forgiveness is for you. Yeah. Anyways, that was something that just stood out to me is like, I'm not sure that that's the philosophy that I would want to go with for myself, but I could see how that could be helpful for someone else. And so without my opinion, I guess I wanted you to hear the interview yourself, but I also felt like I had to share my honest feedback because I'd feel responsible to share like what my honest feedback is since this is my podcast and yeah. whatnot. And I know that you trust me and listen. And so I just wanted to kind of share that. I personally believe that forgiveness is truly for you and that it's okay to forgive even the people who have wronged you because that forgiveness frees you. It's not necessarily for the person who's wronged you. It's for you. That's okay. And everybody's on their own timetable. I think this is you know something that people work into and hopefully you took something away from there. And I certainly enjoyed the conversation and the interview on my end. Sorry, I couldn't be there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, next week we have a really fantastic guest on, which is Jamie's a former Bachelor producer. Oh my goodness. So this is going to be interesting because, you know, she was my producer when I was on The Bachelor and that was eons ago. And I'm almost scared to talk to her to hear just like what I was like back then. That was my first experience like outside of you know, living in the trailer park, taking care of my siblings. That was my first experience really dating. Like, yeah, you know, it was fun for me. I was someone that never really watched Bachelor and I found the conversation extremely interesting. Yes. I can't wait till next week. And just remember, you can check us out on Instagram and all the things. And we love you and goodbye. By the way, our guest next week, her name's Katie Chen Mazzara, and she was my producer on The Bachelor, but now she has since switched and she is a financial freedom coach. So that's why I wanted to bring her on because I think that the root of many, many, many arguments come from finances. So that being said, we're going to bring Katie on because she is a wealth of information, no pun intended, when it comes to financial freedom. So anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Love Bye. you guys. Bye.